Acts chapter 20. The text for this evening is the verse 28. Acts 20 and verse 28. Paul said, Take heed therefore unto yourselves. Again, remember, he's addressing the elders of the church in Ephesus. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed to feed the children of God or the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood as the apostle Paul bid farewell to the elders of the church in Ephesus he placed great emphasis upon the word of God upon the preaching of the word it much to say in these verses that we've read tonight much to say about the word of God he believed of course that there was power in the word of God Romans 1 verse 16 speaking about God's word he said it is the power of God <coughs> unto salvation to everyone that believeth pointed out before the word power is the word that we get our English word dynamite from the word of God is the dynamite of heaven and then to the Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18 for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness but unto us which are saved it is the power of God and certainly Paul had nothing to be ashamed of he said I'm not ashamed and he had nothing to be ashamed of when he took up God's word and preached it wherever he went and wherever churches were established through his ministry it was again through the preaching of God's precious word and he made it clear that regarding each of those churches they should make the word of God the rule of faith and practice here he's talking and of saying farewell to the, to the elders in Ephesus and the church there and once again he's emphasizing the importance of them the elders preaching the word and feeding the church with the word of God Paul had done that for the three years or so that he was there and he exhorts them to continue to do what he was doing preaching the word for he said again there in our text take heed therefore unto yourself and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood telling the elders make sure you feed the church with the word of God and they would soon discover the advantage of doing so the advantage of giving the congregation the word of God and in doing so and in telling the elders of the church to focus upon God's word make it your only rule of faith and practice and 
convey this to the congregation Paul was showing them that this would save them from many troubles that if they gave the congregation the word of God that the congregation would have a knowledge of the scriptures and be built up in their most holy faith through the preaching of the word they would not be easily led astray that's what he's dealing with here and in so doing he's emphasizing the power of God's word the power of God's word would keep the congregation from going astray would keep the congregation from being influenced by those who would come in amongst them and preach another gospel and lead the congregation astray preach the word was the message for Paul to these elders the power of God's word we see it here in what Paul said to the elders I want us to notice first of all their responsibility their responsibility as elders they had a responsibility to faithfully care for the flock of God and certainly in relation to God's word they had a responsibility we pointed out the other week that deacons are those who are chosen by a congregation to take care of tables the practical work in any church the material things in the church but the elders are those who have the spiritual oversight of a congregation and so they are the ones responsible for feeding the church with the word of God it's their responsibility Paul begins by exhorting them first of all to be diligent be diligent <coughs> he says to the elders take heed take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock now when Paul said take heed he was emphasizing the responsibility he was telling them they were not to have a casual approach to the work that they would be doing as having they had the oversight of the church they were not to be casual and how they handled the spiritual matters of the church they were to be diligent they were to be alert take heed Paul said they were to diligently watch their own behavior they were to do that before they would watch the behavior of those in the congregation they were to make sure they themselves were walking with God they were to make sure that they were living right for the Lord before they would be looking at the lives of others in the congregation and so we see regarding them being diligent we see first of all it was personal Paul said take heed therefore unto yourselves so they were to attend their, to their own personal life and own personal testimony take heed the psalmist David said in Psalm 39 verse 1 he said I will listen I will take heed there's those words again I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue or indeed any other way the psalmist was going to be diligent about his own personal life he says I will take heed 
to my ways that's what Paul was asking the elders to do to take heed to their ways to be diligent to attend to their own ways they had the oversight of the congregation they were to be examples in the congregation and so they better take heed as to how they lived Paul said to Timothy remember Timothy was a young preacher Paul had much advice for Timothy regarding the ministry and in 1 Timothy 4 verse 16 Paul says and here it is again take heed unto thyself say it's personal take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine continue in them for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee <coughs> so there Paul tells Timothy to live according to the doctrines of God and when he said in so doing thou shalt save thyself now of course he's not talking about salvation so when he said thou take heed thou shalt save thyself what did he mean he meant thou shalt save thyself from scandal thou shalt save thyself from going astray and doing things that you ought not to do you'll save yourself from a lot of trouble see that's the power of God's word and we read in Psalm 119 verse 11 David says thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee there's the power of the word we hide the word of God in our hearts it will keep us from sin someone said sin will keep you from the word but the word will keep you from sin and that's what Paul was emphasizing that's the power of the word of God living in obedience to the word of God will keep you from sin that's the power of God's word it will enable us to have a good testimony before others when we live in obedience to the word of the Lord and as elders of course they needed to have a good testimony before the congregation as well as their diligence being personal their diligence would also affect the people Paul said take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock so they were to care for the church with great diligence again not taking a casual approach to their duties as elders it's a high calling it is a high office to be an elder in a church something which Paul spoke to the Hebrew believers about you turn to Hebrews there in Hebrews chapter 13 now we read in Hebrews 13 and verse 17 Paul says obey them that have the rule over you that's the elders obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you so Paul here speaking about the elders he says obey them speaking to the congregation to the believers obey them which have the rule over you obey them 
and submit yourselves submit yourselves unto the rule of the elders don't be rebels don't be disruptors submit yourselves unto those elders for why do we submit ourselves unto the elders because for or because they watch for your souls see they're dealing with the spiritual aspect of the church they watch for your souls that word rule there in Hebrews obey them that have the rule over you that word rule is a word that means to guide to guide and so the elders that's their responsibility and having the rule over the congregation having the oversight the spiritual oversight of the congregation they are to guide the congregation they don't as it were and having a rule over a congregation they don't as it were take out the big stick and, and beat everybody up they have the rule over you they guide you and the best guidance that an elder can give is to set an example for the congregation to follow they have the rule over you and believer we had always to thank the Lord for our elders because they guide us in the ways of righteousness and the elders are to be diligent about what they do because they watch for your souls as they that must give an account they tell you who they give account to the Lord that shows you how important the role of an elder is in any church they're to give an account to God how they've conducted themselves and how they have guided the congregation as well as Paul calling upon the elders to be diligent we notice also the demand the demands will be upon those elders why? because Paul says the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church the Holy Ghost they had been chosen by the Holy Spirit to be elders now we know that when it comes to elders in the church there's an election and all the communicant members in the church will vote for the man eligible men in the congregation who they would like to be as elders they will obviously and evidently choose men that are spirits and let's say a congregation would like to elect say four elders live in a larger congregation 24 names are put forth those 24 individuals are interviewed that they know exactly if they were elected what is expected of them there are times of prayer that are held for the Lord to lead the congregation in choosing elders and when an election is held and that say four men are chosen as elders they've been chosen by the Holy Spirit because the congregation has asked for the direction and the guidance of the Spirit of God and so we see this as a high office Paul said the Holy Ghost has made 
you overseer. The Holy Spirit has made you overseer to feed the church. They have the oversight. Colossians 4 17. Paul said regarding man called Archippus. And here's those two words again. Colossians 4 17. Take heed. Again, no casual approach to the work of God, to the service of the Lord. Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Take heed. Make sure you fulfill the office that you have been chosen for. Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Make sure you fulfill it. Again, we want to emphasize this, and it's important. No casual approach. Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Don't have a half-hearted attitude to the work that you have been called to do. Elders, ministers, as we pointed out before, a minister is part of a church session. A minister is an elder. A minister is the teaching elder. Again, Paul is teaching here to make sure that we take heed to the service of the Lord. As we read in Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 10, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. Do it with thy might. Do it, if you like, with all of your heart. Do it with all of your heart. Because that's the way we ought to do anything for the Lord. Do it with all our heart. The diligence, the demand, and then the duty. Among other things, the, the elders had a duty to feed. To feed the church of God, which he had purchased with his own blood. It's interesting the way Paul put that. He didn't just say, feed the church of God. He didn't just say it and leave it there. He said, feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. In other words, the church of Jesus Christ is precious in the eyes of the Lord because he purchased it with his own blood. Therefore, take heed and be sure to feed the church that Christ has purchased with his own blood. And it is the word of God that is the believer's spiritual food. And the elders had a duty to feed the church by teaching and preaching the word of God. That's what makes a spiritually strong church. A church that has been well fed on God's word. That will make that church and the people in that church spiritually strong. And the people are well fed in the word. They will not only be strong in the things of God. But they will be prevented from being carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craft in them. You see, believer, when the congregation is well fed, 
and the things of God and the doctrines of the book they will not be easily fooled by some false teaching some new thing remember the Toronto blessing remember the crowds that were sucked into the Toronto blessing you wouldn't want to have anything to do with them Ireland a few others went one night just to see what was going on oh dear then barking like dogs roaring like lions this was supposed to be men who were full of the Holy Ghost carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness Ephesians 4 and 14 and the congregation the people who are well fed in the word and grounded in God's truth will not be carried away they'll recognize <coughs> that which is false the congregation that is well fed on the word of God will be well established in Jesus Christ because Christ is the word Christ is the word just we sang there tonight the second verse of our hymn thou art the bread of life thou art the bread of life O Lord to me thy holy word the truth that saveth me give me to eat and live with thee above teach me to love thy truth for thou art love but the hymn writer said thou art the bread of life and Christ is the bread of life we feed upon the word we feed upon Christ you cannot feed upon the word without feeding on Christ because Christ is the word turn to John chapter 6 John chapter 6 the Lord Jesus deals with that very subject John 6 verse 33 verse 33 for the bread of God is he the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven that's Christ and he's referred to himself as the bread of God verse 34 then said they unto him Lord evermore give us this bread and Jesus said unto them I am the bread of life he that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth in me shall never thirst in other words when you feed on Christ you'll be well satisfied you'll never hunger you'll not crave the things of the world you'll be satisfied with Christ now none but Christ can satisfy there's another name for me there's love there's life and there's everlasting joy Lord Jesus found in me and Paul was telling the elder you feed the church give them the word and in giving the word you'll be giving them Christ and they'll not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine by the slight of men it's how important it is believer to be grounded in the word to have a knowledge of the scriptures so when the devil comes out with some new thing you'll not be taken in as well as the responsibility Paul then gives the reason Paul now gives the reason why the elders were to be were to diligently attend to feeding the church of God verse 29 and 30 
for I know so he's told the, com- the elders feed the flock over the which the Holy Ghost that made you overseers to feed the church of God which he had purchased with his own blood for or because I know this that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you not sparing the flock also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them feed the church because I know that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you not sparing the flock there's the reason for feeding the church the word of God there's the reason (coughs) regarding the reason we have here first of all Paul's caution cautions the elders so while Paul ministered among them preached the word of God and what did it do? well it kept, kept these grievous wolves out of the church while he was there for the three years and he preached the word the wolves didn't come near the place and now as he's leaving Paul says I know I know once I leave these grievous wolves will come in among you and they'll not spare the flock so what were the elders to do they were to preach the word establish the church in the word keep the church established we might say in the word and they'll not be easily led astray by those who come in and sow the seed of discord and sow the seed of false teaching that's the power of the word that's why we named our subject tonight the power of God's word because here we see what the word of God is able to do it keeps the people from being led astray and fooled by false teaching Paul knew that after he departed from them grievous wolves <coughs> would enter in among them not sparing the flock of course when a wolf gets into a field with their sheep that wolf will not spare any sheep or spare the flock and Paul uses that saying you'll have grievous wolves come in among you they'll come in among you speaking perverse things things that are not the truth and how will they know they're not speaking the truth they'll know if they have a knowledge of the word simple if you have a knowledge of the word not easily fooled by the devil's cry no sir did the Lord Jesus warn his disciples he said grievous wolves beware of false prophets they're the grievous wolves false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they're ravening wolves Matthew 7 verse 15 and the way to recognize them the way to recognize them to recognize a ravening wolf is to be familiar with God's word simple you'll not be fooled you'll not be taken in you'll not be led astray by any false teaching if you have a grasp God's word and you'll slay them with the word 
because Paul says the sword of the spirit which is the word of God you have a, a Mormon or Jehovah Witness come to your door oh and they paint a great picture then you ask them who is Jesus Christ and they'll say he's a God no he's not he is the God is the Lord Jesus Christ Jehovah no they'll say no he's not and if you know the word and what truth to turn to they'll soon chase them from your door they'll not want to talk to you because you know the word and you can open the book and show them this is what the Bible says whatever you believe if it's not in accordance with God's word you're a raveling wolf so there you Paul's caution he cautioned the elders after my departing grievous wolves will come in among you not sparing the flock and the way to combat them is to make sure you feed the church feed your people with the word and they'll not be easily led astray as well as the caution we have is concern we see how concerned Paul was that false prophets would enter in among them after his departure and draw away disciples after them you could call them sheep stealers. Oh, no, there's always plenty of sheep stealers about. Well, here Paul talks about, if you like, the sheep stealers. His next words are, therefore watch. Therefore watch. He wanted the elders to be alert and watch for grievous wolves entering in among them not sparing the flock he then reminds them how he had warned them about such individuals and he did so with tears look at verse 31 therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn everyone night and day and I did it with tears he didn't want to see the church destroyed after being there and ministering to them for three years and he calls upon the elders therefore watch watch for these wolves Paul had a love for the church it's very evident isn't it he had a love for the church he didn't want to see it destroyed he made that clear at the close of his epistle to the church at Ephesus Ephesians 6 and verse 23 he bids them farewell at the close of the letter by saying peace be unto the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ Paul was saying there at the close of this letter that he loved the church Ephesians 6 and 23 Now, those wolves had no love for the church. Paul had a love for the church, even as the Saviour had for the church. What did the Lord say? Ephesians 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even 
as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. So as well as the caution and the concern we have this commending. Paul now commends the elders as they would continue to have oversight of the church. Verse 32 And now brethren I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them which are sanctified. That's a great verse. I commend you. That word commend there in verse 32 is a word that means deposit for safekeeping. Deposit for safekeeping. And what is the Paul doing here? Now, brethren, I commend you to God. I commend you to the Lord to keep you safe. To keep you from going astray. It's the same word that's used in Luke 23 and verse 46. Where Paul says, Father, the Lord said, Father into thy hand I commend my spirit I commend my spirit to deposit for safekeeping so he commended the elders to the to God praying that the Lord would keep them and protect them from those grievous wolves notice also he commended them to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified he commended them to the Lord and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up that's the power of the word have a knowledge of God's word it'll build you up spiritually that's what he was saying and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up to strengthen you there again Paul speaks about the importance of God's word <coughs> to those elders it'll build you up and if you feed the church with the word of God you'll build them up so the word is able to do remember the words that Peter had for those who were babes in Christ Paul said of the babes in Christ desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby that ye may grow thereby 1 Peter 2 and verse 2 and I tell you if there's not a desire and there's not a hunger for the word of God that believer will be weak and easily taken in and tossed about by every wind of doctrine. There's no doubt about that. So if the elders were to guide the church in the paths of righteousness, they needed themselves to be well grounded in the word. Notice Paul said that the word of God would not only build them up, but give them an inheritance. So what did he mean by that? Give them an inheritance. Well, obviously wasn't talking about silver and gold. This was a spiritual inheritance. In other words, Paul was saying, if you give time to the word, 
study the word preach the word feed the church with the word of God you and they will not become spiritual paupers you'll not be poor in spiritual things that's what he was saying you'll not be poor in spiritual matters is that what we want we want to be rich toward God we want to be rich in the things of God we want to be rich in faith rich in service rich in character that's what we would want and the only way that that will take place is by the word of God loving the word studying the word getting into the word the man of this world of course we know strives for an inheritance of silver and gold the man of the world strives after riches God's people we strive after this inheritance that we might be rich toward God and not be spiritual paupers no sir Well, is the responsibility and the reason finally we have his reflection here the apostle looks back and reflects on those three years he spent with them notice his contentment and speaking about his time of ministering to the church Paul said that he did so with grit contentment look at verse 33 he said I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel that's contentment whatever Paul had he was happy with what he had that's what he told the church at Philippi he said not that I speak in respect of want for I have learned learned so this is something to learn for I have learned whatsoever state I am therewith to be content and we are maybe familiar with some of the states that Paul found himself in in times we mentioned this morning shipwreck, imprisonment and he said I have learned and whatsoever state I am therewith to be content 1 Timothy 6 and verse 6 Paul said but godliness with contentment is great gain great gain one of the Puritans wrote a book on contentment. They called it the rare jewel of Christian contentment. And boy, in this world, isn't contentment a rare jewel indeed? What people will do for silver and gold, what they'll do for the dollar, because they're not content with what they have. Paul was content. his contentment his contributions the apostle now calls upon the elders and indeed the whole congregation to be a caring and contributing church verse 35 I have showed you all things how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive calling upon the elders calling upon the church not to be tight fisted be generous to be generous I've showed you all things how that so laboring he ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus how he said it is more blessed to give 
to receive. Poor blessed. There's us the blessing. And he's talking here about contribution, giving of our tithes and offerings to the work of God. And Paul says, it's more blessed to give than to receive. So that's the power of God's word. The elders gave time to the word and taught the congregation the word and gave them the word and fed the church. They would keep the ravening wolves at bay. That's the power of the word. The word is able to do that. And as they give time to the word themselves, then they would maintain a good witness and a good testimony. For the word would keep them from sin and falling into some terrible sin as it has happened to so many individuals in the work of God. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts this evening. Let's bow in prayer. Lord, dear Lord, we do thank thee for the word of God, for the power of God's word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. As the power of the word keeps us from sin. We have a knowledge of the word. We'll recognize the ravening wolves. That's the power of the word. And so our God make us ready students of thy word. Get into thy truth. There's much blessing for us in the word. And we know, Lord, that Christ is the word. He is the bread of life. We'll be well fed, Lord, when we feast on Christ. Praise the Lord. Now, Lord, be with us as we leave the house of God. Thank you, me, for thy presence with us here this day. Lord, keep thy good hand upon us throughout this week. Again, keep us all healthy and well and all in our families and safe in all our travels. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now and forevermore. In the Lord's name we pray. Amen.